Welcome to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing. And we have the delight of talking with Lynn Van from crystalline.co. That's C-R-Y-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N.co, a little play on her name. And Amada Tui from Light Codes Consulting and Design and her contact is lightcodes.studio and we are gonna unpack how it is that you go from maybe an uninspired job into a manifested purpose that inspires and brings such light not only to yourself but to others that you are working with and freedom and out of the box thinking and uh the I think the journeys that these special ladies have been on both uh, independently as well as together. Pretty exciting stuff. Very much so. So tune in on this episode, learn about how crystals can support your inner and outer healing, how design murals with sacred geometry can really support the vibrancy of sacred space within and around you and so much more and why friendship on the journey matters. This is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley with Lynn and Amada. Would you like to create more freedom in your life? Developing higher consciousness and sovereignty is the currency for that freedom. Transformation expert Nancy Claremont Cart with the Joy Effect empowers leaders to transform their lives and impact using conscious leadership principles. Nancy is offering a transformational eight week group coaching program, Conscious Leadership Transforms, starting October 24th to help leaders create more joy, abundance, and freedom. Register now at nancyclaremontcart.com. At some point, we've all probably felt like we're stuck in a rut when it comes to our health. Whether it's something physical, digestive, or emotional, you may have even gone to the doctor only to feel like the root causes weren't being addressed. So why not try another approach? This is Dr. Erica Way with Beyond Chiropractic. I'm a holistic practitioner that will take the time to empower you to transform so you can manifest your optimal life. At Beyond Chiropractic, we use QNRT, Quantum Neuro Reset Therapy. QNRT resets the brain's response to emotional triggers by addressing past and present trauma. By resetting the brain's response to emotional trauma, you can clear the way for your physical body to heal. Don't let unresolved issues hold you back. Go to beyondchiropractic.com and discover the answers your health deserves. Find out more and how to book an appointment at beyondchiropractic.com. Sovereignty with Elizabeth, and we are in studio today with guest co-host Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul, Minnesota, where the harmonic eggs live that we know and love. And we have two beautiful guests with us today that Sharon and I have the delight of talking with. Um, we have in studio... Lynn, who is a highly tuned energy healer specializing in crystals, energy healing, and intuitive check-ins, and Amida, who is also a highly tuned in strategist, designer, and muralist. And something that's stunning about the work you each do independently, although I know you're friends and colleagues and your dear friends of Sharon and I's as well, is um, and that Sharon pointed out is how much Lynn you're supporting people on their interior landscape and and diving into the energy within mm -hmm. and Amada you're supporting people on the exterior making their world beautiful and 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 more aligned with their consciousness that um, they're working on 
and uh, and the crystals support it all. <laughs> yes, it does. So welcome, Thank all you. of you. Thank you. Sharon? Well, hello. Hi, Sharon. <laughs> <And> welcome. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, cannot wait to talk to the two of you about all the wonderful things that you've got going on. Um, maybe for the listeners, we can just start with uh, maybe Lynn, you want to talk about what you do. And um, I don't know, do you want to go back and forth, Elizabeth? With Sure, we can go back and forth. But yeah, maybe you can each explain what you currently do. But I would love for our listeners to hear, like, how did you get to where you are? Because there may be people listening who are in doing things that they feel they have to do, but they have a deep love for something they wish to manifest. And I think both of you are beautiful examples of like taking what you're hoping to manifest and creating something that hasn't been before. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, hi. Thanks for having me on the show. Um, so I currently have an online uh, metaphysical shop. I primarily sell on Instagram. Um, so I sell crystals. Uh, and gems. Uh, I do have some other things like um, I call them healing tools that are made out of crystals for people who do energy healing. Um, And I also practice um, different modalities of energy healing myself. Uh, So that's what I do currently. What's your shop name? Uh, Crystalin.co. So beautiful. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I, uh, I have a, a business, um, called Light Codes, um, consulting and design, and, uh, I do branding and, uh, visual identity design and, uh, murals. Um, I don't know, if, like, do you want me to elaborate more? Um, yeah, well, I'm curious, you know, before... We dive fully into what that is with Light Codes Design and with Crystalline.co. Um, what did you do before this? Like, and, and Amara, maybe you want to start, but yeah. like, you weren't always doing this, so. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't. So I went to college for computer science, and um, so I graduated with a bachelor's in computer science, and then um, I got my master's in software engineering. And so after college, I uh, worked for corporate for, um, I think, like, seven or eight years. And I was doing that for a while. And I I, I just, just felt like, I don't know, just very complacent in what I was doing. And um, I also felt like I was, well, I was working at one company for a few years. And, um, and I just... I always noticed, like, I was gravitating. So I was doing web development there, but I was doing a lot of, like, coding and more of, like, back-end stuff. But I always noticed, like, I was gravitating towards more of the visual stuff, like, more of the design. But I wasn't getting that in that role. Um, I felt like I was in this box, and I couldn't really, like, do too much outside of that box. Um, And so I thought moving to a different company would, like, I don't know, like fix the the problem or whatever it was. Sol- solve Let's the d- solve it, yeah. yeah. Um, but and it was yeah, it's totally different uh, company. I was you know working um, on a different system, and I just found myself kind of in the same like situation, and also like just yeah, I just felt like I was put in this box, and I couldn't really go outside of this box. And I started asking myself questions like, is this really what I want to do for you know? the rest of my life and like you know and and also I felt um I I felt like I didn't have much freedom too uh like I remember feeling like like I, I did have flexibility in terms of like being able to work remote but it wasn't like I could do that all the time it was like a couple days a week and I was like I need more like freedom than this too and um and so, I don't know, I just, there's a lot of things that were, you know, after a few years, I started asking myself, like, 
these questions and um but there was just this tug like for me to leave and um I didn't know what what it was or what you know what I was gonna do and I ended up I just ended up just like quitting with no plan wow or anything um I was just like this is what I feel like I need to do and did it just happen one day or was it a slow dawn mm, I think it was like slow it was kind of like I think the I was there for a few years and that was like the last year where I was like this like, I, I need to have a plan, at least to, like, a, a date where I, you know, I need to leave. So I was like, wait. So I pretty much planned to leave after I got my bonus. <laughs> so I got my bonus. And I was like, okay, right after I got my bonus, like, I'm going to, like, just take a break. And I was like, maybe I would go to another company or, like, just figure it out. You know, like, I don't know yet. But, um, and at the time, like, I was, um, I was, uh... Uh, with uh, my partner at the time and he was doing like uh, design he was a graphic designer and um, so this was like a few few months <clears throat> after we started dating I left my job and then I think a week later after I left I was like because we had already been doing projects for like friends and family and um, I just said to him I was like why don't we just make this a thing like it feels really good like to do this and I didn't, I don't know why, it just felt good. I was like, I think this is what I, what, what we should do. And then just went for it and just the rest was history. Like, yeah. So, yeah, it's been a journey since then. Um, but that's... That definitely takes some bravery. Yeah. And some self-inquiry, some self-awareness. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't know what the... I didn't know what the end result or the destination was going to be. Like, I was just thinking about, like, the next, like, what felt good for, like, the next step, you know, and I just kept following that. Awesome. Yeah. And, and I have a question. Wondering about, when you're talking about box and you're talking about freedom, I'm wondering if that also uh, encapsulates your expression of self. Mm -hmm. um, did it take a little bit of time for you to become aware that, that was where you were really feeling stifled is that you couldn't express uh, your art or yourself or your viewpoint out into the world? Or like, mm -hmm. at what point did that come about for you? Yeah, I definitely think that was part of it. Um, and I guess going back to like, you know, like I was always drawn to like more of the visual stuff and I wasn't getting that. Mm -hmm. And um, and then when I met my partner, like, that was, like, what we, he was doing. Well, my then partner, he was a graphic designer. He's very creative, very artistic. And I was, like, feeling very inspired. And yeah. I didn't know exactly why. But I was, like, but, I, you know, I've, I've always been an artist since I was young. Like, yeah. was, like, a natural artist. But I suppressed that side of me growing up because, mm -hmm. um, you know, I was taught that. You know, at least my parents thought that I couldn't, like, be successful doing art. Like, they didn't see that as, like, a possibility. So I suppressed that part of me for a very long mm -hmm. time, even though I was, like, really good at it. And then um, I think when I met my my, my partner, uh, he, I don't know, it was just, like, this spark, like, that just, like, ignited within me. And I felt very inspired. And, um, and so, yeah, like... I guess that's that's how it started, um, and um, I didn't know how to do the graphic design stuff like that he was doing, but I was very much involved with like coming up with like the vision, and like I yeah just yeah like I was and I was then always, you were involved in the back like creating the websites and yeah yeah, yeah so I, I definitely was still doing a lot of that like the stuff that I was doing before like it, at the companies. But then also, mm -hmm. like, the other stuff that I've been wanting to do, which is more of the visual stuff. So it was, like, everything. Like, and I think that was the nice part about, like, having my own business was, like, I could make it whatever I want it to be. Like, whatever I felt like I wanted yeah. to do, um, you know, I was able to do that and, like, and provide that for, for people. Um, versus before, like, I just felt like I was just doing this one thing. Like over and over again, and I couldn't move. I couldn't. A cog get in the wheel. Yeah, right. Yes. The same bolt. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, even if there was like a new project, it was kind of like the same thing. And like, there was just, 
I felt like there was more. Like I wanted to do more, and yeah. mm-hmm. um, and so we were doing branding and design, and then we were also doing websites for a while. Um, yeah, we're not doing websites anymore, but um, I, I luckily got one of the last websites <laughs> that they did. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> if you want to go look at somasoulsovereignty.com, that's some of her, their beautiful, brilliant work as well as their own web. They, they've done Lynn's. Well, I got lucky. I was one of the first. Yeah, Lynn uh, was one of the first the uh, projects that we did. Projects for crystalline.co. That's right. And yeah. she taught me a lot about branding and what that means. Um and just helped me through the whole thing, walking me through the whole thing while I was starting that business. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah tell us how you actually got to be inspired to do crystalline.co because you're like my go-to person for crystals. So amongst many others. Yeah. Uh, so. What were you doing before? Okay. Before um, I was doing nails and. Uh, I grew up in the nail salon kind of environment. Like my mom did nails. She made my dad do nails. (laughs) Um, So we had family salons like just one at a time. So throughout like 20 years, right? And since I was a kid. Um, And I was in school and I was going to college um, just for generals. I didn't really know what I was going to do, but the family really was like, you're going to do nails. So I just <laughs> did nails and I stopped going to college for two years. So I finished my first two years and then I didn't go to college at all. Um, and I was just in the nail salon business. And then I had my own nail salon uh, when I was 23, um, maybe 22. Um, anyways, uh, still working with family and it was one of those things too. I started to feel like this is just repetitive. I'm only doing this because of my family. I'm unhappy. Um, I loved my clients and the interactions with them. I built amazing relationships. Um, and because I grew up in the salon, I had known some of these uh, amazing women since I was 13. Wow. And they stuck with me wherever I went or my family went, which is pretty amazing. Um, I think that's, they were the people that was like keeping me there. Like Mm -hmm. I loved seeing them, my relationships with everyone. Um, But yeah, it was seven days a week. You know, I was there all day, every day was my life. Um, I felt super stuck. I was super unhappy. Uh, no one would know. If, like, you came in and you saw me, like, you wouldn't think I was unhappy, right? But internally, I was like, something's missing. So, mm-hmm. um, I think that happens to a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so, um, at the time, my friend, he started meditating. Uh, and actually, interesting, I, I was living with a woman for a couple years, and she was um, a devout Buddhist who... Uh, meditated every day and I at the time like I could care less about meditation what does that even mean I don't know I don't care right um so then fast forward like a few years after moving out uh, my friend started meditating and he's like why don't you open this YouTube video and it was like sacred geometry and all these patterns and he's like just just stare at it and like you know try to meditate or or go to sleep right? Like watch that video and then just close your eyes and go to sleep. So I do it and I'm like, this is stupid. I don't feel anything (laughs) like who does this? Like whatever. Um, So the next day he's like, so how did it go? And I was like, nothing happened. So uh, it's just another day. And then he's like, come on, just try it again. And I didn't. Um, I didn't do that at all for several months. Um, so then I finally tried again. He's just like, why don't you just sit down and try to meditate? And at the time, um, just to give you like an image, I was a busybody. I worked 80 hours a week um, at the salon. If I wasn't doing that, I was out partying and drinking <laughs> at night. And um, I was taking classes here and there, like college courses, uh, with no direction, though. I was just doing all this stuff, no sleep. 
um, and telling me to sit down. Yeah, that's a big ask. Yeah. To like, go from one, you know, 100 miles an hour to like... Right. And um, actually sitting with myself, I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So I did it. I remember I was like, I'm going to put my phone across the room. I'm not going to look at this thing. And I just sat down and I just closed my eyes and did some deep breathing. Um, and a whole world just opened up that I didn't even expect or know or realize uh, what it was. But that was like the turning point for me um, with how I got to where I am today. So, uh, yeah, I just sat down meditating and I thought I had been out for like an hour, but not that much time had actually passed, right? Like on the clock. But I remember just sitting there for a while and eyes closed and, um, the sensation or feeling came over me and it's like words can't describe it unless you kind of have gone through something similar or, you know, if you think of just bliss or nirvana or something like that, um, it just like came over me or through my body. And I remember opening my eyes and I was smiling and I felt like I haven't felt like this ever in my entire life. Um, that eternal bliss feeling, right? Like it couldn't go away. Um, and something just clicked. It was like, this is inside of you. Yeah, it's the bliss, yeah. like your divine spark yeah. that every human has. Yeah, and it didn't come from external things. Um, you know, it wasn't a new car. It wasn't new clothes. It wasn't purse. Uh, it wasn't a drink. It wasn't food because these are the things I was like, you know, paying attention to uh, on the outside, um, running, you know, 100 miles per hour, you know, 80 hours a week at work and not, you know, thinking that that's what's going to Sometimes I think that's done intentionally to keep people from becoming sovereign. Exactly. It's like pay attention to everything outside. Distracting distract, you. Distract, distract, distract. Mm -hmm. And if you have any element of trauma, that can also be a coping mechanism to keep yourself busy. Yeah. And I think being in a human body, there's small and big elements of trauma. And so for sure that we each get to have the invitation to heal and become more whole or remember our wholeness. And that busyness can keep people just going at such, a, I know it did for me for a long time and I can slide back into it at times. And I'm like, whoa, this doesn't feel comfortable. My mm -hmm. cycle time getting out is quicker. Yeah. Um, and the practices I've uh, instilled around like meditation and better sleep and mm -hmm. better food and all the things. But yeah, so you go from this and then you it starts to unfold that you're going to do a. Well, I started um, remembering how much time I spent outside as a kid mm. and how I didn't do that at all as an adult. Mm. I'm inside the salon all day. And then when I'm not inside the salon, I'm out at a bar or something, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then I used to collect rocks as a kid mm -hmm. and bring them home and um, plants and flowers. And I'd like tape them in an album, you know, <laughs> like just very earthy, naturey stuff like that. Don't know why I even did that. And I forgot all about it, right? Um, so then when I started um, having a more... Um, normal meditation practice, uh, the crystals came to me in meditation. And then that's when I was like, I, I got to find a crystal store. I don't even know how I even knew about a crystal store. Um, then I went to the local one in Richfield, um, the Enchanted Rock Garden. Um, they definitely helped me along the way. Uh, yeah, so I got my first, like, piece of it was an amethyst um and I was just buying crystals and working with them um in meditation or for whatever I needed at the time or if a stone or color came to me during meditation uh if I go into that store it would just like pop out at me and I'm like that's the one I saw <laughs> um yeah it was it's like magic it's so cool um so then fast forward like a couple years of me doing this inner work and um, 
I don't know, it just came out of nowhere. It was like, open a crystal shop. And I was like, okay, this is crazy for me to even think about, right? Like I, I knew I enjoyed or loved them, but um, I don't know. It was just another one of those things, like a knowing. And I remember I had been to a couple of gem shows before just as, a, a, you know, someone, just a customer, not like buying from my shop. And um, I remember I was like, oh, I've been to one of those gem shows. But now I knew it was coming up. Um, I think it was 2019, June or January of 2019. So I was like, I have to go. I'm just going. I don't even know what or where or how this is going to turn out. But um, that's how it started. I just... I mean, what's yeah. what's inspiring about both of these, Sharon, uh, both of their stories is like their previous work prepared them. I was for, just thinking that. Right? Like you already yeah. had all the skills from different pieces, yeah. including childhood. Yes. Like you were yeah. already an artist and you were already collecting rocks. And yeah. like you ran a store. And yeah. Yeah. Right? Okay. So we're going to continue the conversation with both Lynn and Amada and guest co-host Sharon Crowley as we return after this break. At the School for Higher Consciousness, we are committed to raising the level of consciousness on the planet by educating and empowering people to grow, evolve, and live well. We are dedicated to supporting people through this critical time on the planet. Our classes provide a path that deeply connects you to your inner power and higher levels of consciousness. We inspire, teach, and empower people to develop the skills and practices needed to energetically heal, grow, and connect more fully to their life purpose. Learn more at schoolforhigherconsciousness.com, schoolforhigherconsciousness.com. Does your child struggle with sensory issues? Do they fight getting dressed in the morning, or are they anxious to go to school? Are they easily overwhelmed and overstimulated by lights and sounds? At Whole Family Chiropractic, we love helping parents understand why their child is struggling, and more importantly, how to help. We use safe, gentle, and effective neurologically-based chiropractic to help your child's brain feel calm, safe, and organized. For more info, visit sensoryhelpmn.com. That's sensoryhelpmn.com. I'm Elizabeth Sullivan, owner of Soma Soul Sovereignty. I teach people to transform and heal their bodies, minds, and spirits and manifest higher consciousness. My hope with Soma Soul Sovereignty is that you open up to the power to heal yourself. We believe the power to heal is within each of us. It supports us coming home to ourselves and our authenticity. The alchemy of Soma Yoga, Ayurveda, energy medicine, and multidimensional healing is a synergistic approach that supports this self-healing state within and around us. It is filled with common sense and a deep understanding of the beauty for life and consciousness. It reminds us that our true divine nature is light aligned with love, and when we orientate toward it, much releases, heals, and transforms. Experience the power and freedom within and ways to support your body, mind, and spirit being unified. Soma Soul Sovereignty, awaken to your light within. For more information, visit elizabethsullivan.love or somasoulsovereignty.com. That's somasoulsovereignty.com. Welcome back to Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley from the Ohm Center of Healing. And we're in studio with Lynn Van from Crystalline.co and Amada Tui from Light Codes Consulting and Design. And her website is lightcodes.studio. Okay, I got to ask. You both do different things, mm-hmm. although they're very complimentary. How long have you been friends and how did you become friends? Do you want to start or do you want me to? You can start from your perspective. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take it away. <laughs> um, so we met, I think, like, I think when I was, like, 18 or 19, I think. Um, so I was dating um, this guy at the time, and he happened to be really good friends with her brother. And that's how... We met, but we weren't, like, we didn't become friends. We were more of, like, acquaintances. And so we would see each other around, like, you know, like, when I'm out with, you know, when I was out with him, sometimes I would see her, like, at parties and stuff. And we were always, like, really friendly with each other, but we were never, like, close. Um, And I definitely wasn't, like, 
you know, like back then, like I was, you know, still in college and I wasn't like on this journey yet of like doing the inner work and all that. And we didn't reconnect until I think it was, what year was it? 2016, 15 maybe. Yeah. And like, I, I like, I, I think we had gone years without seeing each other mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, we reconnected and got really close and, um, yeah, like Lynn actually introduced me to a lot of like the spiritual stuff and, um, like I wasn't open to it before actually. And, um, I learned a lot through her. And so my journey kind of started like around the time that I re reconnected with her. Yeah. Um, something that is interesting that she and I laugh about is when we met, when we were both like 18, um, and every time we would run into each other, we probably said all but like three words, hi, how are you? And then it was like, let's take a picture together. And we have these like photos of each other, like together. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it would be like, okay, bye. <laughs> and we wouldn't talk in between. I don't even think we had each other's phone number. No. We were probably friends on Facebook. We never talked on there. Um, and then you fast forward to like 2015 or 2016. And um, yeah, I think at that time I was already kind of uh, somewhat a little bit more comfortable with sharing what I had learned with meditation and spirituality and doing some inner work and me having that awakening moment um, that I shared earlier and Amra was starting her um, journey mm -hmm. and she was very curious. Um, she's still very curious. <laughs> well, I've always been a curious yeah. person. Me too. Um, I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so uh, she she... Um, and I got really close because of doing the work, um, and the inner work, the inner mm -hmm. work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and um, becoming aware of your spiritual journeys. Yeah. Um, then we just started going on, I guess like trips, but we'd be doing our own inner work, but together. Mm -hmm. Um, and then just realizing like we have a lot of similarities, um, you know, with our upbringing, um, you know, both of us losing our dads um, and kind of what that meant for us afterwards. And then, you know, even just processing like death, I think in a different way when we're doing the inner work, mm -hmm. um, what we thought of it then and then what we think of it now and Which what is. that means. Well, for me, and Amra can share her part, but for me, um, with death, sure, I believe they leave their physical bodies, but I still have a connection with my dad now, if not a deeper connection, uh, soul connection than I did when he was alive. Mm -hmm. So um, that's pretty amazing. Um and I can connect with him anytime I want to. Mm -hmm. uh, I just don't have him here physically, but I don't believe that he's gone. So, yeah. yeah. And um, I feel that way, too, mm -hmm. about my dad. Um, I have an interesting story, actually, like, with Lynn. Um, so when we reconnected, like, I wasn't really, op like, I was, like, starting to be more open about it, but I... You know, it wasn't like, like I was just in the beginning, right? And I remember we were hanging out at my place like one time and she was just like, I think, so after she left, she was like, hey, your dad was here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, really? Like, what? You know? And and she was just like, yeah, he, um, so we were talking about that. And, and she meant energetically. Yeah, energetically, yeah. yeah. Um, Just for the listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, she, she had said that he didn't, like, cross over completely yet. And I was actually surprised because, like, when he had passed, like, we did a whole, like, um, ceremony, like, with monks to, like, help 
crossover, um, cross him over, and I guess what had happened is, like, he, he didn't, um, he wasn't ready to completely leave, because he didn't think he could come back, and so, um, so, I remember her telling me, like, you know, tell him it's okay, you know, that it's okay for him to go, to cross over, that he could come back and, like, be a guide, um, and, and so, I remember, like, the next day, um, I went over to my mom's, and, um, we have his ashes at, like, her place, and I, I you know, I, I went, I went to the altar, and, like, I, you know, lit incense, and I just started talking to him, and I was like, hey, like, it's okay for you, you know, to cross over, you can come back, like, you know, we're okay, and, like, all this stuff, and I remember, like, as I looked up, I saw, like, this glittery, like, figure in front of me, and, um, like, I actually, like, was, like, I had to, like, rub my eyes, because I was, like, what am I seeing here, because I'm seeing something, but this is, like, bizarre, right, and mm -hmm. uh, it was, like, I was, like, is this him, like, I was asking myself, like, this must be him, right, and so I think that's, like, what really, like, started opening my, like, I started opening up myself more and more mm -hmm. to, like, this stuff um, and just asking questions um, after that experience. Um, yeah, so she did help me cross him over um, soon after that. Yeah. So um, that was a pretty cool that is experience. Cool. Yeah, and so I felt like definitely that was a turning point for me. Um, yeah. And I think what you're both highlighting is, like, as you take different steps on the journey, like, you might be in a box or, like, doing the assembly line of nails and mm -hmm. while the relationship matters, like, connecting with people that are uh, healthy and inspiring mm -hmm. can, and having friendships with people and community with people that support you stepping more into your gifts, talents, and attributes more fully is so, it's like balm for the soul when you choose to take a different path. Yeah. Yeah, I think we talk frequently about finding your tribe or your soul tribe. Um, and, and I think what is highlighted here is in finding the connection between the two of you, it opened up your worlds in a way where both of you were able to uh, pursue your real soul purpose, yet have mm -hmm. each other to support the other, mm -hmm. which is so fantastic. And I think um, sometimes we forget to open up to um, what's possible. And then the ripple effect of who you meet through each other. Yeah. Like, you know, we got to meet you guys, yeah. mm -hmm. each of you. And it's really stunning, actually. Yeah, I yeah. really believe if you are able to find alignment within yourself, um, whatever that means for you, it gives permission for everyone around you to be in alignment with themselves um, or just mirroring that for each other. Mm -hmm. And then when you're all in alignment with each of your own paths, what can happen or what grows out of that and what can manifest from that. So... Great. Yeah, I think it's yeah. lovely how it seems that you really elevate each other. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm -hmm. um, especially when you're, you know, when you think about finding your freedom or your sovereignty, um, it's, you know, there's this implication perhaps that it's your own journey. But this is a perfect example of how each of you have helped each other on your own journeys. Mm -hmm. And you're mm -hmm. both doing so well with it. It's um, I think it's inspirational, and I think for our listeners, it's um, a mind opener. Like, okay, what's out there for me? Do I have to do it alone? You know, are there other people that I can seek out, mm -hmm. you know, to learn from? For instance, like if I went on a personal shopping experience with Lynn. <laughs> but but I've, I've got to do that, and, and it was so wonderful to have you with me there, Lynn, and and feeling me and sensing my energy and me getting to tell you what I was looking for. And then you were able to tap into 
um, what may help me or energize me or what I was drawn to. And um, so even on my own journey, you were helping me with that because, you know, it's a, it's a big world, all mm-hmm. of those different crystals. And I was going to say, let's clarify, it was a crystal personal shopping trip. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I guess I should have. <laughs> so, yeah. How, how, do, how do, to Sharon's point, how do people work with crystals and, and like why work with crystals? I mean, Sharon and I love it, but. Yeah. For people, this may be a new concept, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so when I sell crystals, I have a huge range of customers. I have some people who just like collecting crystals, not for any metaphysical energy, nothing. They just like collecting crystals or rocks because it comes from the earth. And they're like, this is like, you know, geology for them science, right? Um, There's some people like that, they don't care about the metaphysical. Well, how I came into the crystals is for the metaphysical and the energetics of it. Um, Crystals um, can help elevate our energy, um, which is why I like working with them. I feel like the human body um, and just us being in this form, we are definitely more, um, I don't know, like unstable, chaotic, and emotional. And for me, uh, when I work with rocks and crystals, they are more stable and grounding. And just being able to hold one can help ground us or bring us back into center, um, no matter what is going on around us. Uh, because I have of, some in my pocket. Yeah. So I have some on my wrist. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and she brought some in studio. I brought some in studio today for everyone to um, a piece of selenite, which is for purification, cleansing, it's soothing. Um, but people can work with crystals uh, in so many ways. Um, you can grid spaces with them, uh, creating a sacred space. Um, each stone has its own metaphysical property. So just depending on what you want or intend for that moment, um, whether it's creating a grid, whether it's just for the day, let's say you have an interview um, for something, you want to get something for your throat, for communication, for relationships, um, maybe you want to get something for abundance or success to help you with a job for that day, Um, or just attracting more customers or clients, you can bring that specific crystal with you for whatever it is you need for the day um, or the moment. Um, I use them in energy healing sessions. Sometimes I lay them on customers, um, depending on what that person needs at the time. It's like what Sharon was saying, having a personal shopping experience. It's personal to you, the person, and what you need at the time. Same thing for um, energy healing. What do you need at that time? Um, And how can it help you or support you depending on the properties that the crystal carries? Beautiful. How, um, you know, as you do that inner work with the crystals, like Amada, you do a lot of work to support people like bringing their beauty into the world. And a lot of that has to do with sacred geometry and math and symbols and image. And now you're making these beautiful murals Mm -hmm. to create um, more sacred space. Can you speak to that a little bit? Um, Yeah. So um, when I first started the business, um, I wasn't, wasn't doing branding at first I was doing all types of design work um and I was still you know trying to figure out like you know what the business was going to be and what I realized is I mean a lot of times like especially with like small businesses like the first thing I think of is like I need a logo like that's like the the important thing to have um and sometimes like that's that's all I think about it's just having a logo and a website but it's like a brand is more than just that it's um, you know, different brand elements that 
you know, come together. To, they work together. You know, it's the logo is just like the identifier. Um, but it's also like colors and, you know, having a certain color palette will, you know, evoke certain emotions. Like each color, like, you know, um, like blues are known for like very calming. Red is like very, um, is like passionate and very striking. And um, so, yeah, like, so that's important. And the typography as well is like another piece and and then graphic elements and all of that, like, come to, together to create like an identity. And, um, and so, and, and you know, every business is different. And um, so, you know, all these, all these elements create this identity and then <clears throat> and that's how you attract like your audience too um because like all that creates like a feeling um and we use a lot of sacred geometry in our work um which underlines the universe by the way <laughs> yes. like sacred geometry is the language of the, the universe is. and of humans mm -hmm. yeah so we use a lot of that like in our logos um like, you know, just combining, like, just, for example, your logo. Yeah. Um, yeah. For exploring sovereignty, um, you know, that's that's actually, like, an E and an S together um, and other elements uh, to create that piece. But then your other logo, um, yeah, that one was also, like, we, uh, I think we use like, the Merkava to create mm -hmm. that piece um and yeah it's just you know it's the energy that comes with it and um yeah so we use a lot of uh gold, we use a golden ratio too in mm -hmm. in creating um the logos and uh other design elements and um yeah and so and i will also do that for uh, my murals as well. How has it been going from working, you know, logos are, can, are more small mm -hmm. and now you're putting something like on a whole wall? Like what's that process been? Yeah. Um, so I create the concepts on an iPad and, um, and then I scale it like to make sure like the ratio like is correct. And then, um, Right now, I'm not, like, I, I've i been working on, like, um, just interior pieces. And so, mm -hmm. like, I do plan on doing, like, really, really big pieces, like, later down the road. Um, but, yeah, like, just getting really creative and, like, you know, like, uh, because with geometry, it's, like, perfect, you know, perfect shapes. And so it's just, like, finding creative ways to, like, create these perfect shapes. And so... The last piece that I did, I actually used, so I had to do multiple circles. And I was like, how am I gonna do this on this like large piece? And so I actually like used the tape, I put it in the center, and then I cut a piece of floss, tied that to like a pencil, and then like, you know, and then like, you know, used my hand to like move it across, but it works. And it's like, a, you know, it's, it actually created a perfect mm -hmm. circle. Mm -hmm. And so it's, yeah, just, I don't know, that just came to me in that moment, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, but, um, yeah, so it's, it's really fun, um, and then sometimes I use a projector, like, on smaller pieces, I can use a projector, but when I start doing bigger pieces, like, I actually have to grid everything out, too, um, and then just, yeah, mapping it, um, that way, from, like, digital to the large surface. Yeah. Again, all the mathematics and the measurements and they're all geometric shapes and mm -hmm. so interesting because they all have their own frequency. And so I would imagine you're pulling together the energy of the space, which is so exciting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's quite the integration of the divine masculine and the divine feminine with what you're doing and mm -hmm. what you're bringing forward. So yeah. it's beautiful. Yeah. Okay. So tell anyone who's listening, how they can find each of you, if you'll take a moment to give how they can connect. Uh, the best way <clears throat> to contact me or to view anything is on Instagram, and it's crystalline.co. 
And Lynn is. The Crystal Lynn and Lynn. I'm sorry. Isn't it Crystal Lynn, L-Y-N-N? Oh, yeah. So it's Crystal and then Lynn, L-Y-N-N. Yeah. Um, dot co. And it's the same for my website. So it's crystalline.co. Um, it's all across the, the same. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, too, but I'm primarily on Instagram. That's the best way to reach me. Awesome. And you do you also do online shopping or online sales? Uh, yes. So I go live. I do live streams um, straight from Instagram. I do offer a service now. You can do it through the website where I can do video, um, like remote shopping if you live in a different state or you're you know, in another country, uh, we can get on FaceTime or Zoom or something, and I can show you my inventory. Um, yeah. And how about for you, Amada? Yeah, uh, so you can visit, like, codes.studio for, um, if you're interested in, like, branding work and mural work. Um, but I will also be launching um, a personal, like, art website. That would just be my name. It's going to be amadatoy.com. Um, and that's going to be more focused on my art. So just so the, it's going to be mural work, but I'm also going to be doing like fine art, canvas pieces. Um, I'm also going to be doing paint shop work, paint night workshops. Um, I've done one already and it was really fun. Awesome. Uh, so that's going to be on there. And then I also am going to start doing, um, I'm, I'm calling it conscious art consulting. So it's like going to a space and helping people like you know, figure out and select um, pieces for their space um, to, to like, I guess, elevate the space. Um, yeah, so. Thank you. Yep. Thank you, everyone. Uh, this is Exploring Sovereignty with Elizabeth and guest co-host Sharon Crowley. Thank you for joining us from the Ohm Center of Healing in St. Paul. Thank you, Lynn. Thank you, Amada. Thank you. Thanks, all of you. Thank you.